Business Matters in association with ATU Donegal's Faculty of Business. If you're an owner or manager in a food production business, consider the new one-year Level 8 Higher Diploma in Food Business and Product Innovation. It's just one three-hour lecture weekly. Call 9186600 or email gary.mcgill at atu.ie. I'm Kieran O'Donnell. You're welcome to Business Matters. My guest this week is the owner of Ghost Productions and owner of Kickboxing LK, Tommy McCafferty. Tommy's decision to buy a camera to help market and promote Kickboxing LK led to him setting up Ghost Productions in 2018 and his first paid job was for a gym in Straban. Since then, he's moved into the lifestyle and commercial sectors. A two-time world kickboxing champion, Tommy also has a degree in architecture. Tommy, you're very welcome to Business Matters. Uh, thanks for having me on, Kieran. Tommy, if we can start with Ghost Productions first. When did all that begin for you? Uh, Ghost Productions has gone into its fifth year now. So it started in around 2018. So it was one of that never really was planned to be a business, but it just seemed to develop, and it developed pretty quick, and we decided to run with it. And it developed from your involvement in your other business and your other sideline? I from running the kickboxing club, it was one of them ones I knew that we needed to start marketing. And at the time, the phone cameras just wasn't cutting it for the likes of action shots. So I decided it was how to get a camera to try and promote it a bit better, like on Facebook. And so bought a camera for that and started messing about with it. And then curiosity got the better of me and I started googling how to do this and how to do that and I'd get a wee pointer from here and there from different people and I just started to really get into it then and we into gadgets I've always been kind of technology and gadgets like computers or anything like that there always take a wee interest on it that's always been there so it's that's something that you'd always waste your money on or spend money on from time to time so your first job from Ghost Productions Tommy can you remember the first paid job I'd done was for a gym in Straban before that, it was kind of like doing shots for friends and stuff like that. The first one, I kind of, I didn't mess about. Stuff for the club was a big one. I'd done an odd landscape here and there if I was away for a run on a Sunday. And then I, I was, it was actually an ex-partner's brother doing a bodybuilding show and asked me about a couple of photos. So we went to the gym, just a camera, the basic lens. And at the time, we were like, ah, oh, they're brilliant. They're, they're really good. And now I look back, I'd <laughs> hopefully I'll never see the light of day again. And so that was kind of the first one. And then... I bought a flash and we tried a second run at it and the second run actually came out pretty good and someone in the gym asked me says oh what do you charge for the shoots and I was sitting in my own head going I haven't a clue so I pulled a random figure out of my head and he said oh it's perfect book man so I kind of thought right if people's willing to pay for this I better get good at this fast and I just kind of went from there and kind of got very obsessive about learning it as quick as I could and because I was obviously involved in martial arts club, there's always people in reasonable shape. So every so often I've been grabbing some of the boys for a test shoot, try out lighting setups, write down what was working, write down what wasn't working, and kind of started to develop a kind of style from there. So obviously, Tommy, there was a demand for what you were doing, and obviously people were happy with the quality of what you're doing as well. Uh, it was a niche that nobody had really attacked, and it kind of just fell out pretty quick. Fitness is massive, and... It just turned out that people wasn't really doing fitness photography. I had kind of interest in doing photos of fights and stuff like that. But the actual, f- like, gyms and stuff started getting touched in about, oh, we're looking for promotional material. Um, what's the charge or can you want to do something? So I ended up doing stuff for Seamus Fox and Derry. was one of the first paying clients. 
and Seamus is well known, well regarded in the fitness industry, and it kind of snowballed from there. Then, so next time another gym would mention, we get in touch with another one, and once that started happening, I was like, right, I'm on to something here, and really started to go after it. Then, so Tommy, you were two years up and running before the pandemic struck. How did that affect your business and the your pa- plans? It was a strange one. The kickboxing club got absolutely shut down, so that was just completely no work at all. The photography side of it, the first lockdown, everything was just completely shut. And I was sitting in the house going, right, I'm going to make the most of this time. So I went online and bought a video course for doing the videography side of things. It just basics and went through that non-stop for, I think it was the first six, seven weeks of the lockdown. So I had nothing else to do, so I was like, right, I want to learn something here. And by the time I came out of the first lockdown... I was able to start doing bits of video. Then the second lockdown hit, there's a fella, he's got an average called they run RGL Farmhouse. He'd been one of the biggest videographers in fitness. He put up a post saying he was doing one-to-one Zoom calls, if anybody's interested in them. So I thought, right, so I'll try my arm and see what happens here. So I got on talking to him and packed his brains for about three hours. And he mentioned coming to Ireland to do a workshop. And so he says, if you're coming... Give me first refusal on it. So I ended up jumping on that. And it was probably one of the best moves for my business I made. Were you a quick learner, Tommy? I don't know if I'm a quick learner, but I'm obsessive when I start. It's one of them ones, if I have an interest in something, it's all or nothing. I can't I can't settle myself until I'm the best at what I'm doing. So it was uh, curiosity uh, combined with a wee bit of obsession? Aye, I would say so. Say, if I get some, it's come from martial arts background. If you try something, you practice and practice and practice until you start to get it, and then you practice another hundred times more to try and get it perfect. You'll never get it perfect, but it's that repetition that's just ingrained, I think, at this stage. Mm. As you said, Tommy, you're into your fifth year. How different are things now from when you set up? The biggest difference, I'd say, now is actually understanding how to run it as a business rather than just as a, a sideline or a bit of fun. Actually, how to price stuff properly, how to basically turn into a fully-fledged business and providing the best service for clients. And it's been it's went from doing like a basic fitness shoot for individuals to actually a full day now we're on the lifestyle shoots, we're the commercial stuff. And it's kind of packed two or three niches that people hasn't attacked that there's big openings on. Is that the key, Tommy, picking the niche? I think if you specialise in something, you have more chance of making someone successful. If you're the general photographer that does a bit of everything, You'll, you'll be busy, but you're not going to get to demand a higher price tag on it because everyone's doing it. And you have the variety too between the video and the photography? That's the thing. I think it makes me different to a lot of them. A lot of people will go either one or the other. And I kind of want, I want to have this as a well-rounded business that if somebody comes to me and says, Tommy, we need photos and video, and I say, no problem, I can do the whole lot. Rather than saying, well, I can only do photos, but um, I might be able to refer you to somebody who can do video. And it's saying it keeps me busy throughout the year. Are you in a better place uh, to move forward with your business now, four years on? Uh, without a doubt. Uh, the business, I think, is still growing and it's growing rapidly. It's a matter of picking which direction I'm going with it now. What's been the biggest challenge to date for you, Tommy? Time. Time is without a doubt about The hours I'm putting in is, is probably stupid, to be honest, but it's one of them ones I'd rather put the big hours in now and hopefully be able to pull back later. How many hours a week are you talking, Tommy? Uh, <laughs> well, I work seven days a week. Um, probably, you're probably looking at 70, 80 hours per week easy. 
Is it what you thought it would be when you started out, or is it completely different? I love it, but it's what I'm doing now. It's completely different. The start it was just like ah, do a shoot, and that was it. Now I'm kind of really trying to build it out and be something a lot bigger than just a sideline. It certainly wasn't your your first love, and it wasn't the first career that you set out to pursue, Tommy. No, it definitely wasn't. I'd never had an interest. Like, if somebody says to me five years ago, oh, you'll be a photographer in five years' time, I'd have laughed at them. And there's no there's no two ways about it. So, what was your uh, dream job when you were at college? I studied architecture, but my thing was always they they compete full-time professionally, martial arts. That's all, It's always been, like, since I was a kid, I've been training since I was six years old. So, it was always a thing. Never thought I'd be able to do it. But financially, I thought, nah, it'll never be. But touch wood now, I managed to do it for a long time. You were mentioning, Tommy, that you were six when you started out, and I think 16 years later, you ended up world champion. Yeah. Can you take us along that journey from how you actually got involved in martial arts at the beginning? I started, my mum and dad took me when I was six because I was getting bullied at school. So it was more to learn self-defense than anything. And to try and obviously build up a bit of confidence in myself. Was confidence very low at that stage? Ah, at that time it would have been, yeah. It would have been very low. But it's one I once, obviously as time went on, still get bullied for a long time. But coming out the other side of it, I, was, I would say it's definitely a big part in what made me as driven as what I am. It's always that kind of thing of proving that you're better than what people said you were. Talk to me about the journey uh, of that six-year-old uh, to becoming a world champion. We started off in Craddy with Paul McCrossan. I trained with Paul for trained with Paul basically my whole life up until about nineteen twenty, and took it. Went to watch an MMA show in Dublin. I remember watching going, I'd love to try that. That that looks at that stage was still very unknown. Very, I think it was the first show in Ireland. So I started doing a bit of boxing, started doing a bit of grappling, and then I'm falling into kickboxing through that. Had the first fought professionally in 2007 in mixed martial arts. Where, where was that, Tommy? That was in Galway. And it was only a couple of weeks after that. End up, what do you think now? It was a couple of weeks after that because I offered a shot at a European title in kickboxing. And that was 2007. And went to Liverpool, won that. And then obviously the world title was the next shot then. And I kind of spiralled in. I ended up won Commonwealth, European, two world titles, defended twice, and got to the point the fights were kind of drying up in kickboxing and moved back to mixed martial arts then again. I ended up fighting on Bama, Cage Warriors, and a couple of Irish motions, and picked up a couple of titles along the way. So uh, your race to stardom was fairly quick? I would say over, well, depend, from, the outs- from the outside perspective, possibly, from the, from to me, it was from six years old. It took, say, 20, was that 60, 23? So I wouldn't say it was that quick. From the outset, people went, oh, he, he's not doing that that long, but there's probably about 15 years training before people actually realize what you're doing. Talk to me a wee bit uh, about your training regime, Tommy, when you, it was at its most intense. I was training full time. You're training generally twice to three times a day, and you've been training five days a week. You had two. Re- you had one full rest day and you had one half rest day, and the rest of the time it was full speed. And that was your full time job at that stage. Yeah. How financially lucrative was that career for you? It wasn't. 
that I was I was fighting for the love of fighting. The most you might have got for a fight was a thousand. There or thereabouts, you weren't making people who want to. He's world champion. He's making a fortune, but the reality is, you don't feel the love of it. There wasn't. There was no money in it. Coaching was providing a wage. If you're just fighting, you're never going to live off it. And when did you set up uh, the club, Tommy and Larry The club started January two thousand nine. And how did that come about? I just won a world title in the November two thousand eight, and. I just one of them ones, I was like, right, I need someone to keep this going, and decided to start teaching classes, and obviously the publicity of won the world title was huge at the time, kickboxing was a new thing, and it was, at the start it was just crazy numbers. Uh, what sort of numbers are you talking about early on, Tommy? <laughs> You're chatting up to 80, 90, 100 people a night. And what was the attraction? Was it because it was different, because I it was new? It was, I think it was a, there was big hype, obviously we won the world title, nobody else had done it locally. And then obviously it was a new thing in the town, and young one. It's the same as anything. If someone new comes in and there's a big hype behind it, people, everyone wants to try it. How did it feel being named world champion, Tommy? It's one of the ones I don't think it ever really set on. I was always too kind of. Has it set on since? Probably not. I'm not somebody really kind of sits and takes stock of things too much. I'm always kind of right. What am I doing next? What am I doing next? And never really look back too much, to be honest. At some point, I'll probably sit down and go, ah, I've done that, but at the moment, it's one of the ones I'd rather just write, what's the, what am I doing next, what am I doing next, and not, I think people rest in their laurels too much at times. At the back of your mind, do you think that you had a plan to be self-employed and, and get into your own business? I don't know if I ever had a plan, but I remember I started my first job when I was 14, and I was working in a deli in a shop, and the boss, I'll not use any bad language, but he wasn't the nicest they worked for. I remember saying, I am not going to work for somebody like this for the rest of my days. And are you your main mate up at that early age? At that age, I was like, I want, I'm making sure I get a good job. And end up going to uni and studying architecture. And I remember sitting on a year's, I was actually on a placement year. I was in the summer. I remember looking out the office one day going, I can't see myself sitting here when I'm 50. And I remember just going, I, would, I like this work, but I don't want to be sitting on a desk when I'm 50. And I just want it just kind of struck with me, but then it's one of them ones kind of perfect storm. By the time I finished my degree, the recession kicked in, and there was nobody getting employed. What was your initial plan at that stage? At that stage, it would have been finish my degree, take a job doing architecture, and continue on from there. And it's one I say the recession kicked in, so that plan was out the window for a year or two at least. And I was still competing and wanted to push that, so I started up the club day. Can I get a wage coming in? And there, we'll take a break. Are you an owner or manager within a food production business? ATU's Faculty of Business will support you with its one-year Level 8 Higher Diploma in Food Business and Product Innovation. Future-proof your operations by completing one three-hour online lecture weekly, all while working your normal schedule. Contact the Work-Based Learning Programme Development Manager on 9186600 or email gary.mcgill at atu.ie. You're welcome back. Before the break, Tommy was recalling his decision to set up his own kickboxing club 14 years ago. And I think it was about 26, 27. And I remember just saying, I'm not coming back to a normal job. I'll make something work, but I'm not coming back to doing a normal job. I, I just like working for myself. 
Can you see yourself working for NBS in the future again? Nah, I don't. I couldn't. I'm self-employed now since I was 22 or 23. I'm 37, so it's nah. I would, I would struggle to to work for somebody now. The club's 15 years old. Tommy, I stood the time well. Um, do you still get the same buzz every day you go into the the hall and, and take charge? To be honest, I actually enjoy it more now because I'm not competing myself. How was difficult was it to combine competing and coaching? Actually, I always enjoyed it. I like being busy, so the busier I was, the better. I don't like sitting about. So it always worked well. I could go and coach, go and train myself. And the coaching, to me, is a big social thing as well. You're in, you're talking to people, you're meeting people every night. And over the years, you've made a lot of friends in the club. There's people there training from day one, or a minimum of 10 years, they're still training every night. So you have a lot of friends there now, you're going in, you're catching up with them every week. And, and I'm sure, running the club as well, Tommy, you would have got some very good uh, business learnings from all that. that. That's where I learned, that's where you learn a lot of business over the years. Usually by air. It's a lot of for me it was a lot of trial and error as I went along. What's the best lesson you've learned in business today, Tommy? Best lesson? Don't worry about what other people say. If you something to do, just go for it. Because if I listen to somebody, I'm going to make a business out of teaching kickboxing classes fifteen years ago, they'll laugh at me. Just going back to that young six year old you mentioned, Tommy Would I be right in saying that a lot of your drive um, and your attitude transfers across to and the how you operate your business. Ah, uh, definitely does. Like I, would fi- I try and be as very approachable with people and try and work with people and help people. I guess that thing you're always trying to help others. And the job I'm doing is literally trying to help other businesses get their word out there, get their message out, promote themselves in the most professional way they can. So Ghost Productions. I suppose prospered for want of a different phrase maybe over COVID the kickboxing maybe had, had it be on hold was that difficult? Ah, yeah, so it was a strange because saying the kickboxing to me is a big social thing as well if I'm not like I enjoy training myself if I'm not training my own club I've gone to other clubs to train and I remember one of my actual competitors messaging me was Tommy I must train he says but I must not crack the club even more and at that point I was like right this club is a social thing for people as much as it is exercise or competition. You realise how much it actually helps people. For A lot of my members are people that just families, kids, and so get out of jail for an hour. That's their social life. They call in, have the crack people, have pads, and go home better humour. What way is your business structured from a club point of view at the moment, in terms of what happens where? We usually run, run three days a week. And it's usually, I'm usually definite. Well, I'm always there Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I've been very lucky. I have a couple of coaches now that's trained with me that cost a 10 years, even more, some of them. And they generally run the Saturday for me. Tommy, you're a member of Lidikini Chamber of Commerce. How important is it for a relatively young business like your own to be involved in an organisation like the Chamber? I found the Chamber a big benefit to me, to be honest. At the start, I kind of went, somebody mentioned the Chamber to me, and I went, nah, that's, that's, not, that's, that's, that's big business. That's, that's not me. And I went down, it was a meet the chamber morning, and I was actually at school with Christine Reynolds, and we were friendly with Christine, and Christine says to me, she says, are you thinking about joining? I was like, I don't know, Christine, this isn't really, I'm not a shirt and tie kind of person. And she goes, Tommy, I'm vice president. And I, I bust out laughing, I was, you're joking me. And she goes, aye. And I was like, I was like, is it worth my time joining? Give me a genuine answer. She goes, aye, it is, aye. 
And to be fair, it was, it was. It was the people you meet, the even just like-minded people, getting advice off people. You just realise that even if you're a sole trader or run the business yourself, you're not on your own. You have another 200-odd businesses that are all kind of tied together and always kind of working and bouncing off each other. It was definitely, it was a good... I've actually advised a couple of people since they do the same thing. And people are probably the same as me going, ah, that's not for me, that's, that's big business only. What was your main reservation for, for not joining up until the point that you did? I'd never even thought of it, to be honest. It was one of them things I kind of went, nah, that, that doesn't tie in with me running the kickboxing club. The ghost production side of it at that stage was fitness only. So it was like, well, I don't think any of the chamber ones are looking for bikini photo shoots or stuff like that. And... But it was a good move. It was the perfect fit, really, wasn't it? It was a perfect fit, surely. Especially when I started doing commercial work. Because you had so many links straight away. What's your view of the business sector locally, Tommy? The business sector locally seems to be thriving. And it's a very much a tight community. Everyone seems to know everyone. And if you don't know somebody, somebody else will know them. So a lot of work I get is through references from... One, once you do one a job for one business and you do it good... You tend to, it tends to snowball down all their four or five straight away. And it seems that everyone seems to try and support local. Tell me, tell me, what advice would you give your 21-year-old self? Just go for it. If you have an idea in your head and you want to go for it, go 100, 100% on. Don't be kind of half going for things. Just go all or nothing. How different is the club structure from when you set it up, Tommy, and actually now? I'd be a lot more structured now. We've brought in like proper syllabus, grading structures. Everything's very much regimental. Not regimental, it's, it's still very community-based and friendly, but the actual background is very structured and what we teach, when we teach it, and this, basically how, how long somebody will be trained before they can grade, how many classes left to do before they make the next grade, obviously before they even make an actual level, they have to have a level of commitment. Tell me, tell me, do you miss the buzz of competing at the highest level in the sport that you were at your pinnacle? I definitely miss the buzz of it. Don't miss the dieting, though. There's one that's kind of, I'd done a lot. And by the time I was kind of close to the end of it, I was like, I've done a lot at this stage. Still not happy with what I've done, but it was one of them ones. I was like, I've had a good run at this for the last, God knows how many years at that stage. Had you set time in your own mind when you were going to call it quits and walk away? No, I didn't. I was running until the wheels fell off. And just injuries and one thing or another just all added up and end up. If you were to do it over again, would you have changed things? No, I don't think so. I've no regrets on it. I've thoroughly enjoyed what I've done. And I know everything I did, I did 100%. It wasn't like I was kind of going, ah, I'll, I'll, I'll do a wee bit today and I'll do a wee bit tomorrow. I was, I was like... The, one of my coaches used to have to chase me out of the gym and you'll hear that every so often but I remember him saying when's the last day you had a day off and I was like um, and I started counting back and I was like I think it was 13 days ago and he was like don't come back to the gym tomorrow and I was like no sorry sir I'm not tired and I was like, he's like no take tomorrow off and that, that used to be kind of way it went but I spent, between, coming up to fights it was a lot more like right you're off this day you're doing this you're doing this you're doing this and we had the whole thing planned out between fights it was like I seen it as this is the time I have I can learn. We're not under pressure to cut weight or diet. I can learn as much as possible to improve between fights. So I was on every single day that I could. To the point I was getting chased out. Is there another 
Tommy McCaffrey and the makings through the club? There's always potential, but it's getting some of the same mindset. Technically, there definitely could be. It's getting some of the same dedication and mindset as the. I think there. That's very much. There's one percenters, and it's fine that one percenter. So, is the strength for your min- mindset the key to the success of your business? I think it is. Physically, there's people better than me. There always was. Mindset-wise, I don't think there was. I was always the person who was going to outwork everyone. I was going to be the person who was going to be there when the rest of them would stop training. And it always was the way. Anytime I ever started in the new gym, I was like, I was saying, right, that's definitely the best boy in the gym, right? That's how, that's how I need to get to there. And was, I've always had that mindset of wanting to be the best in the room. And once you got to be the best in the room, you're like, right, I need to find a bigger room. Is there a person in business, Tommy, that you admire most? Not really. There's not, it's not someone I've ever really looked much into. To be honest, it's, I'm very much kind of tunnel vision on what I do, and I don't really look at anybody else's, unless it's something I'm right, right, what can I take from that there, or what way have they ran that that could work in my system. But as an individual, I'm not really. Tommy, just going back to something that you mentioned to me earlier in relation to your first job, do you ever go back to that first day and the first job that you had? Not too much, but if somebody ever asks, then then you can remember it. You can remember the smell of the deli and one thing and another, and you're just like, it just makes you push your own business that wee bit harder. You're like, oh, I'm not ending up doing it. Like, the job itself was grand. So the condition you're working on there was just like, nah, I'm not coming back to last time to a boss like that again. So it served a purpose to, to let you know what you didn't want in life? To be honest, it was probably the best job I could have got. It was my first job when I was 14. Probably shouldn't have been there at all, to be honest, but... I wanted to start working and making money when I was young, so it was a summer job, and it was definitely the best life lesson, because if you had it, got it, and it was really easy, and you'd hand the money every week, you want, ah, this is grand here, you, you have money to go out the weekend, you can do this, this, and this, but the fact that you had it listening, you're like, nah, this is, this is a life lesson here. And finally, Tommy, what lies ahead for yourself and your business? At the moment, I'm pushing it as hard as I can. I have a plan for the future, but and it's hopefully retire early, but I would safely say I'm a workaholic, so that it's kind of hard to know if that's going to happen. But I have a few, few things in plan. We're going international now this year. We've already, we're going to Spain for five days for photo shoots, and we're hoping to get a second run at that this year again, if all goes to plan. How did all that come around, Tommy? Doors seem to just be opening since I picked up a camera. A gym that I've done a lot of work for rang me, or messaged me, Tommy, I've got a mad idea here. Let me know if you need a phone call. I had no bother anyway. He says, do you fancy going to Spain for five days to do photo shoots? <laughs> I started laughing. I said, when are we going? And he says, I says, he says, we're chatting about July. Now his passport's and date. Just let me know when. I'll make sure I'm not booked on it. So he came back the next day. I says, this, this, and this. That's perfect. Good to go. And he's like, right, get me a price, get me an idea what, what it's going to cost. We're doing a five-day fitness retreat. We want to do photo shoots. We want video content, etc. And I was like, perfect. Get me, a, get me a seat in the plane. So, very finally, Tommy, if somebody has a mad idea and they want to get it videoed and, and uh, a photograph of the same, you're the man. Give me a shout anytime. If it involves sunshine, I'll definitely be there. <laughs> Tommy McCafferty, owner of Ghost Productions and owner of Kickboxing Kenny. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us on Business Matters. No, no problem at all. Cheers for having me on. Well, that's it for this edition of Business Matters. Thanks to my guest, Tommy McCafferty. Thanks to Kenneth Wilson on sound. And thanks to you for listening. 
If you'd like to get in touch with the programme, drop an email to businessmatters at highlandradio.com. Business Matters, in association with ATU Donegal's Faculty of Business. If you're an owner or manager in a food production business, consider the new one-year Level 8 Higher Diploma in Food Business and Product Innovation. It's just one three-hour lecture weekly. Call 918 or email gary.mcgill at atu.ie.